There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, so I watch them so that you don't have to and tell you all about them. Usually that's the case. This week, I don't know what's going to happen. There's been a massive plot twist <laughs> massive. with this podcast. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, massive. Everyone, hold on to your butts because I'm doing the recap this week. Henley! What <laughs> freaking crazy twist. I was very brave. So brave. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. But before we get into Henley's recap, um, did anything scary happen to us this week? I have um, started reg- more regularly doing um, sugaring, which is like waxing, but a bit mm. milder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love my lady. Oh, my God. I love her. She's so cute. And we have just a great time. <laughs> what exactly is sugaring? They like put I don't really get it. It's it's um it's like melted sugar that they that is sticky because sugar. And so it's like waxing. They like lay the wax and a strip and pull the strip up to remove the hair. Sugaring. They just she just like rolls the sugar onto my body and pulls it back up. So she's using oh. like the same wad of sugar basically like over and over again. Whoa. Um, it's wild, but it's like it's not as aggressive as waxing. So it's better for sensitive skin and it's I I don't know. It's cool. I like it. I mean, it, I don't like it. It hurts, but it like doesn't you prefer it. I prefer it, and the more you do it, the, the easier it gets, And um, which has proven to be the case um, for me. Uh, I have very sensitive skin, and so, like, shaving is always an issue. Waxing doesn't work. Do you guys want to know more about <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> want to know more details. So, anyway, I, it's, I've, I've, I've started doing sugaring regularly, and I love my lady so much. And I just saw her the other day, and... I it's almost it's almost Valentine's Day as we record this podcast. It won't be when it comes out. So I hope you all guys hope you all guys had a great Valentine's Day. <laughs> but so I have little like heart nails that I did. They're they're pretty cute. And my waxing lady noticed them and complimented them as I was spreading my ass cheeks for her. <laughs> oh my uh, which is God. when she could see them. We both had a really good laugh about that. What <laughs> uh, really, what I just really thought and I've been thinking about since is like, can you imagine being a man? Like men can't even like hug each other as much as they want to. And I'm being complimented on my nails by basically a stranger while she's like up my ass. And it's just like, I really was just like, wow, I can't even fathom what it would be like to be a man. And I just, uh, I'm really 
<laughs> for all the shit that it takes to be a woman. I'm also like, wow, we being a woman with other women is wonderful. It really mm-hmm. is nice. It is nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There just don't need to be any boundaries. You're saying there don't need to be any boundaries if the, if you don't neither or neither woman wants there to be. You know exactly. And it's like you as I feel like as a woman, you just get like very comfortable very fast with all manner of people having to like be in your body like. I've had so many doctors and people just like up inside my body many times. And so at a certain point, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's just a body. And like, here you are, but we're just having a conversation. And oh, thank you so much. You like my nails? (laughs) Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Anyway, it was just a really, it it wasn't scary. So it was actually delightful, but it's just a very funny set of circumstances that I've just been waiting to tell someone about since it happened and I haven't had the right context for it. So I guess here with my two dearest friends and also a bunch of strangers <laughs> and definitely also my parents is the right way to discuss this. So. And, and my parents too. And Don't forget about everybody's parents. <laughs> no, it is it is true. I mean I I feel like I am I I wish that I was um, one of these women, but I feel like one thing about being a woman is that you have a lot of maintenance when it comes to your body, like your hair, your nails, just generally. And there you, you know, other people help you with that. And celebrities talk about this. They talk about how their like glam team are the ones that know all their secrets and are like their closest friends because you spend so much time with these people who are helping you like be the person you want to be in the world. And it's incredibly intimate. intimate. Yeah. Very intimate. It's incredibly intimate. intimate. And I will say, I didn't ever used to be comfortable with that. Like, it probably took me until my late 20s to be like, oh, I guess people can see my body and it's just a body and, like, who cares? Yeah. Like, I even used to be very self-conscious getting massages and stuff because I was like, ooh, what if, like, when I turn over, they, like, see me? And it's like, yeah, they probably do. Who fucking cares? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They see a thousand bodies. Like, they don't. It's not a big deal. Um, Yeah. I I don't know. I've just gotten to a place where someone can be, like, between my legs who I barely know. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i trust her that's fine yeah this is good this is a good reminder i may may have to get a colonoscopy uh eventually mm, oh my god so much butt content today lot, you just guys. Remind, it just reminded content. me there's gonna be a stranger by my butt too <laughs> yes <laughs> so this is good to remember I love to just remind you that this is what you and President Joe Biden have in common. We will have gotten colonoscopies. You both will have gotten colonoscopies. And that's probably the only thing you guys have in common. And we're probably Mm -hmm. the only people who have gotten colonoscopies. It's pretty special between the two of you. (laughs) (laughs) You should call them up. But my scary thing this week, which you guys already know, and I hope I don't go to jail for saying it on a podcast, <laughs> but I went to a party in which I had to sign an NDA to go into the party. Am I legally allowed to say that? I won't tell you anything about the party. Don't tell us anything else. That could is go to jail. Oh, so <laughs> crazy. Wait, okay, Sammy, you did text us this, but I completely forgot to follow up on the deets. And I know you can't tell us all the deets because they will slap lawyers on your ass Mm -hmm. if you do. I immediately was like, who was there? (laughs) 
it but like, in truly that must be why you put it in writing that must be why right I mean but there weren't any real big celebrities there that's the thing there? is that without revealing anything about the party I feel like I can confidently say nothing there required an NDA like I don't <laughs> I don't think there was a reason for it but it was just so bizarre walking up thinking I'm going to a party and being stopped at the door and being told please sign this NDA before entering. It's like really sets a strange tone. Like what's going to happen in there? I uh, Yeah, it's also <laughs> like when you don't, like I've had to sign NDAs for like auditions and yes. stuff and jobs. You're like, I understand why. And this, but like, I know what I'm, I know what I'm saying I won't say. But when you're walking into a party and they're like, hey, anyway, don't ever tell and you're like why like what's gonna what? happen to me it's like an eyes wide shut situation right like that's what you'd expect in which case like tell me beforehand yeah 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 that should <laughs> no no i mean like you tell oh. me about it. Like, <laughs> i, I want to know everything can you imagine if i showed up to an eyes wide shut party without knowing that that's what it was i'd be so stressed it would be wild i would not i Maybe don't think there i were, like, like scientologists it. there <laughs> mm, yeah, that's possible. That's possible. Who would, know. who would require an NDA? Like, I just don't get it. It's not like they were showing you any content. It's not like anything untoward was happening at the party. No. There are no celebrities there. I just don't get it. I also don't get it. So weird. I really hope you don't go to jail. I hope I don't go to jail if you're listening the police that this party <laughs> hired party police the party police if you're listening if the party police are listening please don't send me to jail <laughs> i really i really don't want to go to jail but it just really was a scary thing i just have never experienced anything like it i mean i wasn't like scared scared but it was just like what the fuck like what is going to happen it put me a little bit on edge and maybe that's the vibe yeah. maybe that's the vibe they were trying to create just like <laughs> I mean, it's a social experiment like how will a party be affected by this <laughs> love to be on edge yeah that really it just like fuel to the fire for social anxiety like i have enough social anxiety like don't make me sign an nda on top of it you know it was fun and that's all i can legally say about it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fucking Great. cool though it's pretty cool it's pretty cool that you went to a party that required an nda no, even if it didn't make any sense it's still kind of a badass thing to have happened um, my thing is not as cool. It's just that I wanted everyone to know um, that the scary thing that happened to me this week was that I watched episode five of Euphoria. <gasps> uh, that was potentially also going to be my scary thing. I wrote it down as an as an option. I, th- I you guys poof. have really been lobbying to get me to watch Euphoria, and then this happened, and I don't even know what it was. But you both were like, "Oof, maybe not. Maybe not." Which is what I've been saying the whole time. So I have been struggling with whether to do spoilers. I think I probably just shouldn't because people might get a little upset if I do spoilers. Um, however, it will be difficult to talk about it without spoiling it. All I will say is that this show, the centerpiece of the show is Rue Zendaya. Zendaya? Zendaya. Zendaya. Zendaya, um, who is a brilliant actress. And Zendaya is Michi. Exactly. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, I do. Um. And there are lots of other characters, uh, but she's kind of like the central force. And uh, she is, you know, struggling with addiction. And then this episode follows her as she hits rock bottom or what we 
God, please hope is rock bottom because, you know, it could not be rock bottom. And if that's the case, then, man, I don't know if I can stomach this show for much longer. But let me just tell you, Euphoria, like, draws a fine line between, like, fun and games and, like, actual trauma. And this episode was just traumatic. I Like, the ending of this episode was so deeply upsetting to me. I can't stop thinking about it. I think about it constantly every day. It's been a full week now since I've seen it and I still just needed to, to just needed to talk about it. I just needed to I can't even talk about it because I can't spoil it, but I just need you guys to know that I am so sad. I'm just feeling sad. I feel about the same it. way. It affected it affected me so deeply on like a physical level. I cried basically start to finish the whole episode. It like felt mm-hmm. like a gut punch Mm -hmm. for a full hour and Mm -hmm. there was a part where i dry heaved (laughs) yeah and and the thing that's interesting about this is i was trying to read commentary about it afterwards and a a lot of the commentary completely missed the point at the end the end and sammy you kind of had to point this out to me too to be fair i was like really not listening and paying attention by the end because i was so deeply upset that it was hard for me to focus yeah but there's like a very important thing that happens at the end that isn't explicitly called out but is pretty obvious if you just like watch it and focus and it's so weird there were all these uh tv review reviewers who are writing these like in-depth uh recaps and not mentioning like this very clear thing that happens at the end and i was thrown by that Mm -hmm. i don't really understand what how people missed it and uh that was like the pull point i think (laughs) Mm -hmm. um it's almost as if we signed an nda about the episode and we can't (laughs) tell you any specifics i know know, it's very interesting (laughs) i know i'm sorry but i zendaya is such a magnificent performer she had multiple scenes where she was just like sobbing and her voice would crack and i would my voice would crack too i was just there with her and it was really intense and that was that was a scary thing that I experienced this week. Damn, I agree. I don't know, you guys. I don't know if uh, I don't know. You could just skip this episode, Emily. You could watch. The I don't rest know of if it. I could. I mean, I've watched it. That's true, but I just don't want to be that sad. I know. I don't either. Honestly, <laughs> you know, I like to be. Ugh. I like to be sad. I know you like to be that sad. <laughs> okay. All right. So, speaking of being scared, here's the thing. I also watched this week's movie you watched and chose this week's movie true (laughs) true um okay should we just get into it let's do it all right so this week's movie is um the seminal film what lies beneath (laughs) (laughs) um i cannot i cannot overstate how deeply I love this movie. It is. I'm so fascinated by that, Henley. Like, since when and why? (laughs) So, okay, here's the thing. It came out in the year 2000. And Mm. I saw it in theaters with my mom. Wow. How old were you? 10? I was 10 years old. And it's 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 kind of scary for a 10 year old. I think it's scary. It's kind of scary for me when I saw it when I was like 26. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I'm I'm so impressed with myself. Um, But, you know, I was I was with my mom. Like I was super comfy. I was super happy to be watching this adult adult film. Yeah. 
Yeah. Very adult. I think I remember being so thrilled turning to my mom halfway through the movie and asking her if we could go get French fries at McDonald's afterwards and her being like, yes. And me being like, this is the best day <laughs> of my goddamn That's life. That's really cute. And I've seen this movie so many times since then. And I just like love to enjoy it with other people. Um, <laughs> I love to enjoy it. This is a movie I love to we, enjoy. We have all watched it together if my memory mm-hmm. serves Yes, me. that's the only time I've seen it. And once again, I'll say I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I remember being so excited that we were watching it together. However, I'm pretty sure we talked the whole time and that was something I was not a fan of. I was like, can we just, can we just quiet down now? Can we just watch what lies beneath? <laughs> you guys, what lies beneath is on. It's it's playing right now. Like, I'm sorry, are we watching What Lies Beneath or are we not watching What Lies Beneath? <laughs> Let's just turn it off if we're not watching it. I feel the same way, Henley, when people talk through things that I like. I watched The Matrix <laughs> with someone once and they were talking through it. Not you, Emily. I've watched it with many people. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh, is it me? Is it me? No. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah. So you guys have both seen this film. How much of it do you remember? Not much. Not much? I remember Michelle Pfeiffer is hot. And spooky. Uh-huh. Hot and spooky. Yes, <laughs> that is hot. I gotta say in my notes, I use the words hot and spooky so many times. So <laughs> she's hot. Harrison Ford is in it. He's hot? Oh yeah, he's fucking hot. Um, and there's something about a bathtub. Oh my god, there is. Uh-huh. Give us the deets, Henley. All right, that's all you need to know. So, What Lies Beneath, it was directed by Robert Zemeckis, who I want everyone to know. Whoa. Also, also directed Forrest Gump, Back to the Future, and Castaway. And uh, The Polar Express, right? <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, no. Talk about a Razzie Award. Jesus. <laughs> the Polar Express is so weird. What a crazy movie. I find it deeply unknown. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I've just heard it's extremely bad and complicated. doesn't make any sense, yeah, right? it's very bad. Okay. Well, anyway, let's just strike that from the record. Um, he also did Forrest Gump, Back to the Future, Castaway. That's what's important to know. Mm. You know, I've never seen Castaway. I love Castaway. Castaway's great. He actually filmed this while he was filming Castaway. You guys know who's in Forrest Gump? Haley Joel Osment, friend of the pod. <gasps> oh my god, soon to be correspondent. <laughs> Haley Joel, come back. <laughs> um, they filmed What Lies Beneath. This is one of the trivia. Uh, while they were taking a break from filming Castaway, so that Tom Hanks could lose all the weight that he needed to lose. Um, oh, yeah. So Robert Zemeckis, busy guy. It was written by Clark Gregg and Sarah Kernichen. It's starring Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, there are like other people in it, but those are the main people you need to know. Um, uh, you can watch it with a Showtime subscription on Hulu. It has a 6.6. Free if you have Showtime. <laughs> Showtime, exactly. That's what we like to say. Um, it has a 6.6 on IMDb, a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 6.9 on Metacritic. I uh, think that this is a fucking Bullshit. goddamn shame. Bullshit. 47% is so low. It should be 10 out of 10, 100%. But whatever. 10 out of 10? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just looked up Clark Gregg because the name sounded familiar to me and he's the guy from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's in like Marvel stuff. But I just thought I should mention that his Twitter, all of his recent tweets are his wordles. <laughs> that's, really, <laughs> that's pretty annoying, actually. I think I say you looked it up because the name sounds fake. Because as soon as you said Clark Gregg, I was like, what the fuck kind of name is Clark <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, Clark Gregg. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so trivia. Her- this is Harrison Ford's only horror film. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford were Robert Zemeckis' first and only choice. Um, oh, okay, so I also... I think this is kind of worth explaining. So when the movie came out, Michelle Pfeiffer said in an interview that she was inspired by Drew Barrymore's performance in Scream and used Mm. her method of projecting fear to help her get into the character. And then recently, and then in November of 2021, you know, Drew Barrymore has a talk show and she Mm. had Michelle Pfeiffer on and Mm. asked her if that was true. She was like, I read in this interview that you were inspired by me. Is that really the case? And Michelle Pfeiffer was like, yes, I it was so true. I loved how you showed being scared in your own home. Um, I really like based my performance off of you. And then Drew Barrymore was like, well, that's crazy because when they were designing my wig and hair and makeup look for Scream, I showed them a picture of you in Scarface. In Scarface. Yes, because that's what her hair looks like in Scarface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And wow. told them I wanted to look just like you in this. Whoa. Oh, that's so cool. Isn't that crazy? Full circle moment. I know. Isn't that cute? And so uh, Drew Barrymore then said, my head is tingling about the conversation. Mm, which is really I cute. know exactly what she means. Mm-hmm. Someone should have given her an ice cube. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, the theatrical trailer was criticized for spoiling plot twists. So I, I'm of the opinion that we should not watch the trailer for this one, especially since you guys have already seen it. And it'll just refresh your memory even more. But what do you guys think? We can watch it at the end. Yeah, let's. Okay. But I'm going to edit it in here. So listeners, if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead two and a half minutes. She's awake. We'll be quick mm-hmm. and quiet. I don't want to be either. We're going to miss you so much. I'll come back all the time. All the time? <laughs> did a great job. She's a good kid. We did. Oh! Oh! What are they doing next door? I guess the neighbors are making up. Leave it open. Think we can take them? It's worth a try. (laughs) Just us now. Five, six, four. I heard noises. I I didn't want to disturb you, but at the house, I was scared. Claire's hearing things. What are you hearing? Voices whispering. A picture fell. Missing girl. Do you remember this? No. I stopped at this cafe to get a coffee and I see Norman, but he wasn't alone. Look at this. Doesn't that look exactly like a face and there's a hand, see? Someone who's very close to me seems to be in contact with some kind of entity or or spirit. There's a ghost in my house. Any idea what she wants? She said... Did you know her? I had an affair with her. She came out here to the house, threatened to kill herself. Get out! We can put this behind us. Our life can go on. It's not too late. You had an affair with a girl who killed herself, and now she's trying to hurt you. What does she look like? She looked like me, (laughs) only she had green eyes. Stop! Hello, Dr. Spencer. Fire! You're not yourself today. No, I'm not. 
think she's starting to suspect something. Ooh. Your wife. Should we get into the recap? Yes, tell yes, us. Yes, Henley. Give us this 10 <sighs> out of 10 fucking film. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay. Um, so we open with Michelle Pfeiffer taking a bath. We are right I in there with you her. You were going to say taking a shit. <laughs> taking you a shit. You I knew that was we wrong. Open. We open with Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Picture this. Ten-year-old me watching Michelle Pfeiffer take a shit. Best Loved every day of my second. life. <laughs> Let's get fries after. <laughs> um she's in a beautiful claw-footed tub she Mm. she is underwater and she bursts out of the water as though she's drowning and she hangs over the side gasping for air um she is looking perfect the bathroom's looking perfect everything is beautiful she gets out of the bath she here uses a hairdryer to blow the mirror to get rid of the steam. Do you mm-hmm. guys do that? This is where I yeah. first learned that trick. No, that I was... don't blow dry my hair ever. 
yeah i i mean i don't usually blow dry my hair either but I if sometimes I, yeah it's it's very useful uh, and uh, mm-hmm. that's where i learned how to do it so she is getting her daughter ready to go to college her daughter is leaving that day um they are in a new house that they have uh recently redone she like bursts open the curtains and the view is insane they live on this like gorgeous lake uh they're in vermont the house is so stunning i i i mean part of the reason why this movie is so fun to watch is because like everything about it is so intensely aspirational like she's beautiful the house is beautiful the setting is beautiful like everything is it's really the it's complicated of horror movies i it's the it's oh! complicated of horror movies and you know what henley's favorite movies I know. I was thinking about that. I was like, God, I'm fucking white and basic as shit. That this white is the money. Stuff white money movies. And I love it. I'm here for it. I'm going to own that about myself. Um, <laughs> proud of you, Henley. Mm-hmm. She has a dog. The dog's name is Cooper. Um, while after she gets her daughter up, she they have a really cute relationship, a cute rapport. She looks out the window and she sees that her neighbors, who also own a very stunning lake house, are standing on their front lawn arguing. Um, Harrison Ford comes up behind her, gives her a hug. He's her husband. Very hot. Very like heavy petting right away. They have heavy a very... Petting. They have a very cute relationship. Harrison Ford has such a like deep voice. I think that's he really part, does. a huge part of oh, his charm God, is his voice. Him. His voice is like it almost it's almost too much. It like almost makes my skin crawl because it's like too deep and wonderful. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so mm-hmm. they are like <laughs> They're just, they're hot and heavy for each other. This movie is brimming with sexual tension. Yep. Um, so then they drop their daughter off at college. Michelle Pfeiffer is clearly upset. She's crying afterwards. Harrison Ford's comforting her. It's very, it's a very cute back and forth. Um, they cut to that night. They're getting ready for bed. Michelle Pfeiffer is in the most beautiful nightgown I have ever seen in my whole life. It is I mean, the nightgown. that's money. If you're wearing a nice, if you're wearing like beautiful pajamas, I want to know if rich people actually do that or if it's just rich people in movies. Like, hey, rich people sound off. Do you wear <laughs> gorgeous <laughs> pajamas to bed every night? Because I don't no. do that. And, no. and I want to know if rich people do. I I have I have bought myself nice pajamas, but it's like you have one pair, and like you need to wear pajamas every night. So realistically, you know, I'm those wearing that one pair pajamas. But yeah, pretty rare that I'm putting those on. No, she is in. It is the opposite of a nasty. That's nightgown. what I was just gonna say. No nastiness mm. here. No mm. nastiness. It looks What's like the opposite of nasty. Perfect. Mm, wonderful. Delicious. Um glowing yeah i think nasty specific is like traditionally refers to maybe taste so i would think yeah, delicious but, like, but that's in the context of it, it's not a nasty na- nightgown it's a nice it's na- a- nightgown nice night nice nightgown <laughs> it's a nice nightgown but it's more than that it's it's a perfect nice-ty. nightgown it's nice-ty. a nice it's a nice gown um uh no i uh, this is what i wrote in my notes it looks like she's living in brooklyn about to get married like at a fucking cool venue you know mm-hmm. what i mean like uh-huh. that's the vibe. i know exactly what you mean she like cracks the window. You hear crickets outside. It's beautiful. It's like a summer. It's so nice. Harrison Ford is shirtless doing academic research in Excuse bed. Excuse me? 
in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Slay me. I'm dead. Um, she calls him brilliant. She like puts her arms around her. He's like, how are you doing? Are you feeling okay? She says she's excited to have more time for herself. They start fooling around. And then they start hearing the neighbors having sex very, very loudly. So then Michelle Pfeiffer is like, let's have sex even louder. And so Harrison Ford goes and opens the window all the way. And then I wrote, that's curtains, honey, because I've been listening to way too much Benito Skinner. Um, <laughs> I heard, wait, you texted our group text, pause up. And I was like, oh, she's been listening to Obsessed. Pause up. So much. Pause up, honey. Um, where my girlies at? Okay. So... <laughs> um. The next day, she's looking through scrapbooks, reminiscing. She comes up, um, while she's doing that, she comes upon some pictures of herself performing at Carnegie Hall. She used to be a cellist, um, and she obviously mm-hmm. gave that up to be a mom. Um, while she's looking through that, she, a picture of a car, like a Polaroid of a car falls out. The car has been totaled and she looks at the picture and she starts to have a panic attack and mm. she's just like breathing really heavily and she runs out, to, out of the garage into her front lawn to get some air. She's crying while she's sitting in her garden, kind of, you know, getting her shit together. She starts to hear her neighbor crying behind the fence. Um, her neighbor, uh, I think her name's Rose. I don't know. Uh, or Mary. Mary, I think is her neighbor's name. Maybe it's Rosemary. Um, pretty sure it's Mary. I don't know. I don't know why I said Rose. Maybe because she's in a garden. I don't know. Um, <laughs> her name is um, Plant. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Um, she tries to get her attention. She's calling at her through the fence. Um, she's asking if she's okay. You're hearing the woman cry. Then she kind of stops. And then there's a jump scare. And the woman... Uh, her eye like appears behind one of the holes in the fence and she's like breathing really heavily and she's like please leave me alone like it's it's too much I can't breathe I'm afraid she starts sobbing she's like I'm afraid I'm just gonna disappear one day oh god oh god he's back please forget what I said and her husband pulls into the driveway oh my god god I don't remember this movie at all (laughs) oh my god I'm ripping it (laughs) good um that night she's trying to explain this to Harrison Ford She's like, yo, I don't think the neighbors are okay. Like, she seemed really upset. Like, I think we need to go over there and, like, just see what's going on. And he's very resistant. He's like, people argue. It's not our business. I don't think we should get involved. Uh -uh. And she's pissed. She's like, just, like, don't talk to me. I'm out of you. Finally, he agrees that he will ask about the husband because they work at the same university. So he's like, I'll, I'll ask my colleagues about him and see what his deal is. Um, the next day, she goes over to the neighbor's house. Um, she has brought a little care package. She's knocking on the door. No one's there. Um, it's very spooky. Lots of dramatic music. Um, and she goes around the side, she tries to look through the window and she discovers there's a woman's sandal, just one sandal with a drop of blood on it. And she's like, "Uh Oh, that's Uh-oh. not good. Uh-oh. Well, when she's coming back, her friend stops by, uh, just a friend, just checking in, seeing how she's doing. I think her friend's name is Judy or Jody. And then that night there's a thunderstorm. There are a lot of storms in this movie, which are fun, like summer storms. Um, the power goes out. 
She sees, she looks out the window uh, because she hears something outside and she sees the husband, the neighbor husband, shoving something into the trunk of his car, Uh-oh. looking suspiciously like a body. Um, she mm. freaks out. She goes and wakes up Harrison Ford and is like, oh, my God, look, look, look outside, look outside. He looks outside. The car's gone. The husband's gone. He doesn't see anything. He's like, I don't see anything. I don't know what's going on. Are you okay? And she's like, I don't know what I saw. I I feel like I'm going crazy. So then she just starts spying on the neighbors. She's like looking over the fence. She's got some binoculars. She's just trying to pay attention to what's going on with them. Um, When she's doing work outside she goes back to open her front door and the front door just opens for her before she can turn the knob the knob turns and the door opens Spooky. and she's like um that's weird she walks inside of her house she feels like she like hears someone maybe she like hears something's someone's voice um but then she goes into the other room and the window's wide open and there's wind coming through so she's like it must just be the wind she closes the window the door thing happens a couple times. She goes down to the dock that evening with their dog, Cooper. She's uh, playing fetch with him. She throws his ball into the water and all of a sudden he stops and he growls and he refuses to go get it. And she's like, Cooper, come on. You love this ball. And she goes down to fish it out of the lake. And then there's a jump scare and you see a ghostly face rise up to the top of the lake and she freaks out it's is it like a, a woman's face do we recognize this face is it a ghost or is it a corpse it's like a ghost corpse woman face it's a, it's like move like it's like an entity yes it's like it's like a it's like a woman who is a corpse is floats to the surface and looks right at her and then disappears okay Okay. and um she freaks out but then her phone rings she has a wireless landline and it's norman saying he's going to be home late and she's trying to collect herself and he's like are you okay and she's like i'm fine i'm fine like don't worry about it just saw a ghost lady don't worry she doesn't want him to she doesn't want him to worry um because he clearly already is a little worried about her um she goes back up to the house knob thing happens again door opens again without her touching it she's like what the fuck is going on when she gets inside the radio turns on all the way up we've all seen this happen we know it's not good she is very spooked at this point so she's like fuck it and she just drives to harrison ford's place of work because she is scared to be alone she gets to his lab. They are experimenting on mice. Um, he is there. You know, at first you're like, is he like actually working late or is he like, do we trust him? I don't know. But he's there. He's working. Right. Is he having an affair perhaps? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But no, he's he's hard at work. And she's like, I heard things. I don't know what's going on. I'm scared. And he's supportive. And he's like, we should call the police. Um, like, I'm worried about the house like we should call the police she's like no i don't know what we would tell them i don't think we should do that and he also uh when they get home he says that he checked in on the neighbors and they're harmless that the man is harmless and she has nothing to be worried about and you can trust it Mm -hmm, mm-hmm 
And also during this whole conversation, it comes out that Harrison Ford's dad was a very successful scientist. And um, even though he's passed away, people are still constantly confusing Harrison Ford with his dad. And it really pisses him off. And Michelle Pfeiffer is like, oh, honey, like you always get so upset about this. And he gets really angry. Um, and so that's not good. That's not a good sign, I would say. We don't like an angry husband. Mm-mm. No, he don't. we don't. The next day, spooky things keep happening, including a picture of her and Harrison Ford drops off of the mantle out of the blue and breaks. Um, she goes over, back over to the neighbors to see if she can chat with them. The sandal is still there, unmoved. No one's home. Very spooky. Mm, so she hasn't seen the neighbors in a bit now. Yeah, since the but man. Harrison Ford says he has and they're fine. Yes, Harrison okay. Ford says they are harmless. So there's a long, extended, tense scene of her circling the house. Eventually, jump scare, the husband comes out the front door and is like, who are you? What can I help you with? And she asks if his wife is home, that she's just trying to introduce herself, that they're new neighbors. And um, he says his wife isn't home and he doesn't know when she'll be back. It is spooky and suspicious as hell. This is the first time we, we've seen this guy? Yes, like, first time we've seen this guy. And he's kind of like, he's like a Harrison Ford lookalike, honestly. Okay. He's also like a sexy academic man. What neighborhood is this and how do I move in? No, seriously. Um, she gets more obsessed with stalking her neighbors. She's like looking at them through binoculars, all this shit. And then Harrison Ford kind of comes home from work and catches her and is like, what are you doing? We have dinner. We're supposed to go to dinner tonight. And she's embarrassed. And then they go to dinner together with Norman's friend. And Nor- Norman is Harrison Ford. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Norman. What a cute name. That's my grandpa. Norman. My, my grandpa's name. It's <laughs> oh. a good name. So at dinner, they're having dinner with Harrison Ford's friend and his new girlfriend. And his new girlfriend happens to be someone that Michelle Pfeiffer used to know when she was back when she was a stellar musician. So we get oh. to hear some of her backstory about how talented she was, about how she was a genius. And um, this woman was just clearly. She says she would have tears streaming down her face when she would listen to Michelle Pfeiffer play. Um, And then Michelle Pfeiffer explains that, you know, she stopped because she met a a wonderful man. And um, that was the choice that she made in her life. And um, at this point, they start discussing their new house that they have just moved into. And um, apparently it was Harrison Ford's dad's, actually, and they redid it. Um, he inherited it after he died. And at this point, Harrison Ford says at the dinner table, he's like, it's haunted. Uh, you guys need to know that it's haunted. And Michelle Pfeiffer is embarrassed. She's like, don't air our dirty laundry publicly. Oh, is he like making fun of her? Um, No. He seems yeah. to be like taking it very seriously. But then he's like, I think I, I think it's my old man. I think it's my my dad is angry about how we've redone the house and that's who it is so he is kind of joking but he's also not being obviously making fun of her you know what i mean like he's like kind of like doing it in a way that's like funny and like supportive at the same time okay that night she's tidying up and she discovers there's a key under a vent um it's an old-timey looking key 
and she pocket she pockets that key and as she goes upstairs the bathroom door is slightly ajar and there is steam pouring out from inside the bathroom mm. she is very scared she goes and slowly opens the door it's absolutely brimming in steam she approaches the bath it is on it is full of water and when she looks into the water, she sees that same ghostly face appear. Uh-oh. And she screams. And Harrison Ford runs out of bed and is like, what's going on? You need, like, you need help. Cut to her seeing a therapist. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So you're saying she screams and needs help because there's no full bath? Like, was no, the bath full? A- the bath was full. So why does she need to go to therapist? I mean, everyone should go to therapy. Therapy is great, but but because she keeps seeing ghost ladies, or I think that Harrison, the bath. I think that Harrison Ford thinks she's going crazy, and I think she kind of like because thinks her daughter went to college. Crazy. She's like, oh, I can, I've lost it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's the only reason they give. <laughs> well, and also I think there's it's supposed to be implied that she's like a genius that never fulfilled her potential, and maybe having her daughter go away mm-hmm. is like was like the one last straw keeping her from like keeping not like losing it completely. So they're just like, oh, moms, am I right? Crazy. Yeah, it's mostly about how moms can't keep their shit together. That's really the moral of the story here. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, I agree. But she goes to see a therapist. I think she wants to see a therapist, too. She's, like, very too stressed. She's really anxious. She's not sleeping. She says she takes Valium for sleeping. Then he does a really weird thing uh, where she can't really, like, bring herself to tell him what's been going on. And so he offers her a fireball. Is the therapist? Is this, a, is, this a stra- is this a strategy? Not, like, a the drink. Like, a fireball candy to, like, chew on or suck on. I've, I've, my therapist has never offered me treats. <laughs> he has like a bowl of them, and it's almost like a strategy to like get people. I do virtual therapy, so okay. maybe in the year two thousand, therapists were trying that out. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it seems to work because then she's like, "There's a ghost in my house." <laughs> 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 I saw her in the water, and he's like, "What'd she look like?" And she's like, "She looks like me." But with green eyes, which is so funny to me because, like, who notices someone's eye color, especially when they're like a fucking ghost? I was gonna say, you don't picture a ghost being like full color. I was okay. Do you guys like right now? If I if I were to say, what are the eye colors of your like five closest friends? I literally you don't know. Answer. No, I've thought about this before because me too. Because I there are people who do always notice people's eye colors and I'm always like, oh, that's like so interesting. I just never retain that information. Me neither. And I've always felt like that means I'm like a, a sociopath. This this recently has become a thing that I've like buried as a fear within myself of like you know what it is. I don't know what color people's eyes are. And like I and it's like really freaked me out. But I so I really needed this moment. I, what is it? I think I know what it is and it's not a great thing for me. And this oh, doesn't no. mean that this is what it is for you, but I just struggle with eye contact in general because I find it like a, a little disarming and too intimate at times. And so like mm. with strangers I don't usually make a lot of eye contact. I see I don't I mean I mean I mean like my friends. No, Emily, I'm right there with you. I, I, I think it's. I also have facial hair blindness. Like people facial have hair a, like blindness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or facial and hair blindness. Do you mean like no, like a, you don't know if somebody has like beard, a mustache? beard or mustache? Yes. yes. <laughs> <Facial> <laughs> <hair blindness. laughs> 
I have full facial hair blindness. It is a thing. I mean, I don't know if it's a thing, but I know that I have it where like a man will have a beard and then the next day he won't. And I truly won't notice. Like it'll go completely over my head. And interesting. Men always expect you to notice that type of thing. And I just, Men I just simply don't. Men always expect you to notice that kind of thing. <laughs> Fucking men expecting you to know their beards. I don't know what your beard looked like yesterday. And I barely know what it looks like today. I'm not paying attention. I don't know anyone's eye color. And this also recently came up because my friend... William, um, I think you'd be okay with me revealing this. He recently um, got very upset with someone that he was dating because they forgot what color his eyes were or something like that. Like he like didn't know he had blue eyes. I think I get blue and green like confused. If you have blue or green eyes, I think it's fair to guess one or the other. <laughs> They're close. Uh, yeah. They're close. Okay. So like I literally I was like, I know what color your guys' eyes are, but I just now before I said it, like looked up pictures of you guys to make sure that I like Sammy, your eyes are brown, right? Yes. Henley, your eyes are blue, right? Yeah, but they're really green. They're, they're actually bluish green. green, but they're like, okay, but they're like that light, like bluey green. Okay. Yes. Yes. And your eyes are brown. Brown? And my eyes are brown. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I, oh my God, I, like we're never going to get to the end of this movie that you love so much, honey, because I, I don't know why recently this has really been on my mind of just like. I'm really glad we're talking about it as well, because this is something I have, really have thought about, thought about quite often before. Because, yeah, I just don't, I never, I never know people's well, eye color. So when William got really upset at this person for not remembering his eye color, I was like, I kind of get it. But also, like, I barely know what color your eyes are. And we've been friends yeah. for so long. And I don't think it's that big of a, I don't make, not make or break, you know? I, it's not make or break. I think I would want the person I'm dating to know what color my eyes are. Yeah, but it was also a fairly new relationship. You know, it wasn't like, but that's, you know yeah. what I mean? I also, like, sometimes... In the pressure of a moment, if someone was like, what color are my eyes? I'd be like, uh, you know, whereas if I was just like picturing you, I could probably be like, and then that's what color their eyes are. A lot of people have like tricky color eyes, too, that are like, like our Jenna's are tricky. Thank you. Jenna's are like all of the colors. Yeah, they're like hazel with green. All of I swear they're all of the colors. Right. Okay. Because that was when I'm like, I feel like Jenna's eyes are hard to pin down. (laughs) But they're like light and interesting jenna has beautiful eyes they're beautiful eyes i feel like unless you're a person whose eyes are like oh they're uh, like you know some people are like they would get like prettiest eyes superlative like, like alexandra daddario we all know what her eyes look like right they're, they're very really blue. intense they're yeah. very blue like yes. one of our yes. friends has like crazy like shockingly bright blue green eyes and so it's like well everybody knows what color his eyes are because they're like the eyes you know yeah anyway hard it's hard uh, I am right there with you. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't even remember where we left off, but I feel really glad that we had this conversation. Therapy, fireball. Therapy, me too. Fireball. Me too. Fireball's working. Green um, eyes of the ghost. The there ghost has green eyes. She's clocked that. Um. So he suggests that she uh, try to make contact with her and communicate with the ghost. And she's like, what? By a Ouija board? Haha. <laughs> Cut to her opening a Ouija board in her living room. Um, she's drinking wine. She has candles lit. Her friend from earlier is over. She has stolen that shoe she found Ooh. at the neighbors with a spot of blood on it. They are doing the seance. Her friend can't. Now, this actually feels extremely ill-advised if that's an actual crime scene. Like, don't go get your fingerprints on this woman's shoe. 
I know. Well, I in a, a little, white woman, a white woman just presuming innocence always, not worried about True, a, a rich brush white with, woman. Not yeah. worried about a brush with the police this one. No. Um she is worried about the ghost in her bathtub though. So, she means business. Um her friend can't stop laughing. She's a little pissed about it, but then the candles start flickering. The lights they're going on and off. The bathroom door, it's slowly opening. Uh tension is building and then it's the dog. It's Cooper. Ha ha. T. Cooper. Cooper. Cooper, did you make the candles flicker? <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> Cooper, are you messing with the power again? <laughs> um. So then her and her friend, they end the seance. They're just laughing and drinking wine. And she asks her friend not to tell Harrison Ford about it because she doesn't want him to... She's like, ever since the accident, he treats me like a fragile, loopy person. Um, okay, okay. And we realized that a year ago, she crashed her car. Um, that's what that picture of the car was uh, from earlier. And um, her friend is like, don't worry. I'm, you know, I'm worried about you, but uh, like, I won't tell him, I promise. Um, she goes back. Her friend leaves. She goes back into the bathroom. She's cleaning up her seance. Um, she's, you know, wandering around the house, doing some tidying. And then, uh-oh. There's steam pouring out from the bathroom once. Mm, they should uh, have been doing the seance in the bathroom. You've got to go to the source. No, no, they were in the bathroom. Sorry, I should have clarified that. They were in the bathroom for the seance. Good job. <laughs> uh, she goes back in. She's terrified. Uh, slowly, someone starts writing in the steam on the window. You know. She screams. She mm. runs downstairs. The computer turns on and it starts typing M-E-F, M-E-F, M-E-F. And she is scared. She's scared. And she goes back to Harrison Ford's office. This MEF, by the way, could be the initials of the neighbor because her name is Mary Fjord. The neighbor's name is Mary Fjord. So she goes back to Harrison Ford's office. She's having a full blown panic attack. She's like, our neighbor killed his wife. Uh, I know that she was mad at him. Um, and I heard her be so upset and that she was scared of him and our neighbor killed his wife. Um, and he's like, what is wrong with you? Are you trying to sabotage me? Because, uh, because he's been working so hard because he has a conference coming up in a couple weeks and he's trying to finish his work for it. And he's like, do you just not want me to do well at my conference? Is this like, what is this about? And she's like, fuck you. It's not about you. This is about something that's happening in our house. Um, the And next door, like the neighbor killed his wife. At this point, they have made their way into a very crowded hallway, which is kind of funny. It's like, why is this hallway so crowded at night? I guess there was like a lecture or something that just got out. I don't know. They're like at the university where he works. I was works. picturing them in, in, in their home and I was like, what's crowded? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. And then their house is just filled with people for no reason. Um, <laughs> and while she's, you know, screaming at him, all of a sudden she sees the husband in the crowd and she runs up to him and she accuses him. She's like, you killed your wife. You oh, shit. killed your wife. And she's screaming, freaking out. And then all of a sudden, the wife appears. 
the Uh-oh. wife appears and Michelle Pfeiffer is shocked to say the least. And the wife is like, um, I don't know. Are you okay? I'm okay. Oh, now she really looks crazy. Uh-huh. And she is very upset. So cut to she's back in her therapist's office. She's uh, not speaking at first. Um, he's trying to get Do we her. trust this therapist? Is he, what are his vibes? I think we do trust him, although it's hard to know because we are like, I don't know. I would say it's hard to know whether we trust him, but I think I think we do trust him. Um, he tries to get her to acknowledge what's upsetting her and he tries to get her to talk about her marriage. And she's like, no, I don't want to talk about my marriage. I'm having some kind of episode because I'm now an empty nester and I'm so upset my daughter's gone and like that I'm okay with talking about but I will not talk about my marriage so that's Mm. a red flag I would say um so she comes home her friend Jody has left her a book of witchcraft and alchemy at her door that's a good friend move Mm -hmm. Um, her neighbor then comes over to check on her Mary Fjord she wants to apologize for having like a freak out in front of her a cup that like a week ago or however long it's been what's um, um her name what's uh michelle pfeiffer's name claire claire so claire yeah claire and norman um mary fjord reveals she's like have you ever just felt so consumed by someone that you feel like you're in physical pain when they leave um and it's very intense clearly have a very intense relationship um, she reveals that she, Mary Fiora reveals that she tried to leave him um, because the relationship was just too intense and she went to her mother's in Providence. But that night he came up in the middle of the night and brought all of her things and begged her to come back. And so that explains what Michelle Pfeiffer saw when he was shoving things into his trunk. Mm. So all of that's resolved. And so you're like, hmm, what could this what could this ghost be? Um, <laughs> so next she uh, goes to a... Is she like, Mary, what's your middle name? No, she should have done that. <laughs> she should have done that. That was a huge miss on her part. <laughs> um, that would have been a good question. Yeah, it really would have. Um, so I don't know she- what that would have solved. Because like, what if it is something that starts with Eve? It's still be like, okay. <laughs> like, fuck, I guess, yeah. It's, it's, it would still be a mystery. All right, so... Then what? <laughs> Cooper typing again. Cooper? <laughs> Cooper at the computer. <laughs> Dogs can do anything these days. His tail just hitting the keyboard <laughs> over and over M-E-F-M-E. in the same spot. <laughs> um, so that night she goes to some kind of academic party with Harrison Ford. He's off gallivanting with his colleagues. She is drinking alone. Um, she's getting after it. She runs into an older lady who's a host of the party who is like, I'm so glad you're okay. I've been so worried about you. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, last year at, at this party, I, I, you know, I... I saw you when when Harrison Ford was accepting his award. You went so pale. It was like you'd seen a ghost. And Michelle Pfeiffer is like, what? Wait, what are you talking about? And then she has this like memory and she remembers that she had a full like emotional breakdown a year ago and she'd com- somehow completely blacked it out, I guess. Sure. And that was the night that she like crashed her car. 
Um, but she mm. has somehow blacked out this memory and like doesn't and and starts to get Repression. really confused. You could do that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So that night, she's tidying up as she likes to do. This woman is tidy. Uh, I love that. I'm telling you, her life is aspirational in every way. Her house is so tidy. I tidy quite a bit myself. You do, actually. You do. You do, Sammy. Every time I'm tidying, I'm (laughs) like, you two are a clean white woman. (laughs) I bet Sammy's tidying (laughs) as we speak. Um, That night, she. Uh, is, you know, looking at the photo that broke before and she's trying to fix it and she looks behind the photo and there's a newspaper clipping about Harrison Ford winning this award, but then kind of cut off in the bottom right-hand corner, there is a headline about a missing girl um, Mm. named Madison Elizabeth Frank. So she gasps just like how you did emily and she goes <laughs> <laughs> and she goes to look her up she go- she does the modern day equivalent of googling her i mean the 2000 equivalent of googling her um madison elizabeth frank she pulls up a oh, picture it's meth 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 it slowly reveals itself uh pixelations coming clear and dang this girl a looks just like michelle pfeiffer and b wow she really kind of looks like that ghost she's been seeing <laughs> um bright green eyes those green eyes are stunning she shows she prints out the picture she brings it to harrison ford she's like did you know this woman and harrison ford is like no and she's like well this is the ghost i'm seeing and he's like claire fucking knock it off stop it like stop it do you want to not so supportive anymore no he's pissed he's angry um and she's somehow okay with this she like believes him i guess and i don't know uh (laughs) she decides to do some research on her own so she calls the police to ask about what the status of this missing uh girl uh case is and they said that they have downgraded it to a runaway because she was so wild and crazy she probably just ran away to mexico um apparently mary elizabeth frank just had a real reputation for being wild and crazy sleeping with professors maybe Mm, i don't know so how much does does she look like michelle it's not michelle pfeiffer right no it's not michelle pfeiffer it's not but they just look a lot alike but they do look a lot alike yeah yeah, yeah. which honestly michelle pfeiffer myth (laughs) (laughs) it's just her it's not her character it's her the actress I know it's a P, but yeah. it, you know, it's the sounds of meth. So myth. I feel myth. like myth, 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 myth. 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 Um, <laughs> she goes to see Madison's mom. Madison's mom's still mourning. It's very sad. She shows her Madison's old room. She hasn't changed anything as these parents are usually um, want to do, where they don't change anything about their dead or missing child. Mm-hmm. Um, while she is in the room, she discovers a lock of Madison's hair that she steals. Oh, my uh, God. She's just taking things off. And <laughs> so she takes that fucking lock of like, hair. I understand she's on the right track here, but also I do think she needs to understand boundaries. Yeah, no, 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 no. There are no boundaries. The boundaries are about to dissolve fully, Emily. Just okay, fucking great. take, yeah, take a seat. <laughs> so um, it's time for another seance. She's got this lock of hair. She has her little book of witchcraft and alchemy that her friend gave her. And she's doing the All thing. Mm-hmm. And this seance 
it works. It works so well that she becomes Madison. Her Mm. eyes flash green. She is Michelle Pfeiffer, but she's got green eyes and she's got a sexy and wild vibe about her that she just Mm. did not have before the seance. Harrison Ford gets home from work and she's like in her red sexy robe and she's like really coming on strong to him. They're hooking up. Uh, It's very intense. He's not noticing. (laughs) He's really into it. Um, She is like very aggressive. At one point, she starts to um, reach for a knife to uh, kill him. Clearly, Ooh. that's the intention of what's about to happen when okay. he's just like too excited about the sex. Yeah, absolutely. He's not noticing. Not noticing at all. Sex is happening. Can't see a knife. And can't see a knife. <laughs> all he's all he's singularly focused. Um, And then right as she's reaching for the knife, bang, she looks up. She looks in the mirror that's in the room and she sees Michelle Pfeiffer in the doorway to the house. Rain falling very dramatic michelle pfeiffer is drenched staring horror stricken at what's going on clearly Uh. can't come in the house is like removed from Mm. her body is scared trying to understand what's going on and at that moment michelle pfeiffer who's also madison at this point turns back to harrison ford and she says i think she's starting to suspect something and Harrison Ford says, who? And she goes, your wife. And then her face fully turns into Madison. And then he notices. <laughs> then he notices. I just remember the scary movie version of this. This one did sneak into a scary movie. That, oh, did it? That line. Oh, interesting. I think she's starting to suspect something. And I can't remember the punchline now. But trust me, it was in a scary movie. Um, So um, Harrison Ford pushes her off of him she bangs into the ground and i guess her banging into the ground shakes that little madison spirit out of her and in this moment she remembers everything she's like i saw you i saw you and madison having sex i saw you in our house i saw you together um like she freaks out and is like get out get out uh what what happened what happened and um he is like he's like sorry a bright young woman liked me <laughs> oh my god a perfect defense sorry <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> and he's oh like my i tried <laughs> he's like i tried to break it off with her and she's what like what do you expect you- me to do a bright <laughs> hot young woman excuse me i tried but then it it didn't work. What do you want from me? Are you being <laughs> such a bitch about this? Uh, I can't help being wanted. What? <laughs> and it's so funny because it'd be one thing if their marriage was like devoid of sex or something, but they have so much sex in this movie. It doesn't, you know what I mean? Not that that's an excuse ever, but it's like you have zero, literally zero excuse, Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's clearly very upset. She goes to stay with her friend. And uh, her friend reveals that she actually saw Norman with another woman a few days before Claire's car accident. She says that she was going to tell her, but then after Claire's car accident, when she got to the hospital, Harrison Ford was so desperate at the thought of losing her that her friend 
just didn't want to say anything to like upset the marriage and she says like please don't hate me i'm so sorry i never told you what i saw and michelle pfeiffer's like i don't hate you um i just need to go back because i need to um i need to go back and ask him uh a question and so she goes back to ask harrison forward harrison ford her question (laughs) forward (laughs) um and he's unconscious in the bathtub he has like there's like a phone in the bathtub he's unconscious in the bathtub she panics she calls 911 the police ambulance come he ends up being okay but he was electrocuted was he trying to kill himself afterwards she's like i just need to ask you one thing did you have anything to do with um her disappearance and i think what whatever what we're thinking is that the ghost did it like the ghost tried to kill him, you know. Oh, okay. He, yeah. Like it Madison doesn't seem like he would try to kill himself. No, okay, no, the no. ghost tried like, to kill him. Yeah, the ghost tried to kill him. And she's like, "Did you have anything to do with her disappearance?" And he's like, "Yes. After our affair, she became unstable. She threatened to kill herself or kill you. I didn't think she'd go through with it, but then she just disappeared." Um. And Michelle Pfeiffer's like, well, she's dead and she's trying to kill you. Um, and Harris, and that's what they think is going on. So Harrison Ford starts researching um, what to do about psychic psychology. He's like reading books on psychic psychology and calling experts about this and wondering how to do like an exorcism. But Michelle Pfeiffer at this point, it doesn't think that he killed her. No, Michelle Pfeiffer does not think that he killed her. Because I do. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer does not think that he killed her. And she thinks that he, she is just dead and after both of them in their house. Okay. And mm-hmm. so he's like doing all this research, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. While he's doing this research, he sees Michelle Pfeiffer walk outside down to the lake. She's holding Madison's hair. It's nighttime. She dives into the water. He runs out. He uh, rescues her from the water. And he's like, I believe you. I believe there's a ghost. We're going to fix this. Was that Madison trying to kill Michelle Pfeiffer? I don't really know. Honestly, this is when things get like a little weird. And like there's like 20 minutes of this movie that like shouldn't be in it. But (laughs) um, so now we're entering that 20 minutes where basically they're like living together. Shit. Weird shit's happening, but it's unclear like why or what's going on. She seems to have like forgiven him for having this affair because they've both been like traumatized by this ghost in their house. Um, But she's also like ghost. Yeah, she's like a little suspicious of him. They have uh, one scene where they're sailing. It's like so out of the blue, but they're sailing. And man, I got to tell heads. you, that was aspirational for me. Like, I want to sail with my like sexy, uh, murderous um, <laughs> academic husband. Um, and uh, she suggests that they stop by the small town. Um, after they're done sailing and it's a test because it's the small town that her friend saw Harrison Ford in and he Mm. pretends like he's never heard of it before. And so she's like, dang, he's lying to me. He's hiding something. He is hiding something. Um, and she basically then that night she goes and dives into the lake and finds a chest 
that has a key that the key that she found mm. earlier goes into the chest a clue she clues all over the board she brings it back in she's it's so dramatic she like bursts through the front door dripping wet she's like dripping wet so much in this movie and she um <laughs> and she like puts the chest on the ground like in the middle of the living room she's rummaging through it and she um I don't honestly I don't even remember what was in the chest but what's in the <laughs> chest basically makes her discover that Harrison Ford killed her and he comes downstairs and she accuses him. She's like, you killed her. You killed her. And then he is like, I found her dead in our house. I did not kill her. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to ruin our relationship. She killed herself in our house. What else was I going to do? I fucking put her in the lake. Like, what What do you want me to what do? What else? <laughs> Literally name one single like, other option. Oh, can you get over it? She just wanted me. And then what was I supposed to do? God, she I killed herself. Her in the lake. What the fuck? She, she <laughs> killed herself in her house. What am I supposed to do? I put her in the lake. I put her in the oh, lake. Can you just calm down? <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to the police. I'm going to the police. She, he's like, I'll call the police. So then she stands there while he calls the police and tells them that they found... Because I guess when she dived into the lake, she also saw the body, I think is what happened. Ew, a one-year-old waterlogged corpse. I don't know. Honestly, sorry, my notes get really bad here. Um, And while... Then she's like, okay, she's chill with it. She's like, whatever. He called the police. We're all good. Harrison Ford gets in the shower to take a shower. As she as he's showering, she picks up the phone and dials four one one. You know that Who thing he used to call? do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm. he dialed information. He did not dial the police. And mm. in this moment, he attacks her. He covers her mouth with a cloth. Comes up behind her, Damn. smothers her. She escapes. And also, can I just tell you guys? It is so obvious that Harrison Ford is like not a good guy in this movie. That's not that's not completely true because he's Harrison Ford and he doesn't play like he's creepy at all. He plays like he's standard Harrison Ford, but it's just like the facts are adding up, you know. Yeah. But as a ten year old, I was shocked. The twist I was really worked for you. Floored. the The <sighs> twist really worked for me. It really, really worked for me. Yes. Um. Anyway, so this this part is pretty scary. So she escapes. She like knocks him down. But then as she's running down the stairs, she slowly stops being able to move and her whole <gasps> entire body starts slowly becoming more and more Ooh, paralyzed. Oh. And she starts dragging herself down the hallway. And that he, is so scary. He uses the shit that he's been researching on her, <gasps> which is basically a way to paralyze someone when they're still awake. And can feel oh, everything. No. Oh, I feel like this is the thing that happens in horror. Like this is like a recurring yeah. theme in horror movies, like paralyzed but still aware. Which like that we looked it up, right? Or we talked about that's not real well, in real life, right? No, it, not- I think it is real in real life. That it is real. That shouldn't be. It I think we. Be. I think we thought it wasn't real, and then we looked it up, and it is real. No, did did this happen in audition? It's audition. Yeah. Ugh, that was way worse than this. I gotta say. Yeah, that was bad. I don't want it to be real though. Um, so while she's in this state, Harrison Ford does the thing that, you know, murderers like to do. He's revealing all. He can finally be his real self. The mask <laughs> comes off. I've won. 
You're paralyzed. He's like, I never wanted this. I just wanted you to love me and to be proud of me and to be happy. Um, she was going to go to the dean. She would have ruined us. What was I going to do? Just sit there and watch it happen. You don't know what it was like to hold her underwater and watch her life slip away. But she gave me no choice and neither have you. And oh then I got evil. Yeah. And so then the camera is doing some big work here. A lot of like 360 weird shots. Um, Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. Zemeckis. Uh, he puts her absolutely paralyzed body into the tub and starts filling it up. And he's like, how'd you figure out, figure it out? I thought you were making up all this ghost shit just to mess with me. Um, he says he was pretending to be electrocuted. He knew that that would make her feel bad and stay with him. Jesus. Wow. The water's filling up. He calls her friend Jody, pretends like he's really upset. He's like, I just had a fight with Claire. Please come check on her in the morning. I'm going to go sleep in the lab. I'm worried about her. Meanwhile, the tub is filling up. She's paralyzed. Um, and then he's Ooh, like, Ooh, that would suck. Uh huh. And he's like, every time I'll look at Caitlin, who's their daughter, which <gasps> by the way, we discover isn't his daughter. So Claire had, uh, had Caitlin as an infant when they met from another man, mm. from another relationship. And then Harrison Ford just like raised her with him. And he, he's like, every time I look at Caitlin, I'll see you. And then he kisses her, like does a full on mouth kiss. And as he does, he notices that the necklace she's wearing is the necklace that he gave to Madison when they were together. And it's a jump scare. He freaks out and and like reels backwards and Michelle Pfeiffer turns into Madison for a second and he gets very scared, hits his head on the sink and passes out on the on the ground in the bath in the bathroom uh-huh. meanwhile tubs filling up she's still paralyzed it's creeping up slowly 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 but then slowly the drug is wearing off and she can move her fingers she can move her toes several excruciating minutes of this are going by the water has fully engulfed her and then she's finally able to move her toe enough to unplug the tub and when she lifts herself out of the water harrison ford's gone <gasps> oh no she drags herself out of the tub into her bedroom tries to call 911 phones have been cut she grabs a shard of glass from a broken mirror starts to make her way through the house she gets to the landing she sees harrison ford's line on the floor head down at the bottom of the stairs passed out she sneaks over him and as she does he opens his eyes she grabs keys and runs out and gets into their truck and speeds away. She's trying to call the police from the car phone. She's not getting any service, not getting any service. Then all of a sudden, he's in the trunk of the car. He breaks the window. He attacks her. They're going over a bridge. They're speeding all around. She veers off the side of the bridge. The car falls into the water. The water, the car is sinking. They He's he's like strangling her. They have a very intimate, intense scene of him, like basically about to kill her by drowning her. And she's like, please don't do it. Like, think of Caitlin. Please don't do it. And he just pushes her head 
under water. Yeah, he's, I think, proved himself to not not really have much empathy. I don't think that's going to work, unfortunately. No. And then the piece de resistance of this movie, while she's underwater, a straight-up dead body ghost, like... Like a corpse this time. A corpse, but like a hot, like sexy beautiful water ghost that's also kind of a corpse with like a rotting face and green eyes (laughs) Um, floats towards them and she attacks Harrison Ford allowing Michelle Pfeiffer to go free and she is this Madison it's Madison and she drowns Harrison Ford Michelle Pfeiffer lives she rises to the surface just as the police arrive and Madison after like breaking Harrison Ford's neck, just peacefully drifts off back into the water, just like a happy little ghost baby. <laughs> she did what she wanted to do. She did what she needed to do. Um, she releases the necklace. Somehow she got the necklace back, I don't know, into the water. And cut to next scene, snow is falling. Michelle Pfeiffer laying a single rose at Madison's graveside. She walks slowly out of the cemetery. Roll credits. That's the film. (laughs) And then we get fries from McDonald's. Hell yeah. But (laughs) it's very crazy how much I did not remember like anything in that movie. That's that's a little scary. (laughs) I didn't remember anything. It's hard not to tell it without it being so obvious that Harrison Ford's bad. I, to be honest with you, wasn't sure. I thought maybe she had killed Madison. And Mm. I feel like when I was watching it, yeah, I wasn't sure. That he was covering up for her, but that was the only other real option I saw. It, it, It Just because Harrison Ford is never a bad guy, I think it is surprising, you know, because just him as an actor, like, doesn't read as bad. Man, when he's bad, he's really bad and really scary. He really does, scary. yeah. He's he can be scary for sure. Hmm. Uh, I brought me endless joy to watch this film again. I I'm don't so know glad. why it doesn't scare me. The paralyzing part is scary, but I think it's because I know Michelle Pfeiffer is just like such a badass and can do anything that she puts her mind to, and I just mm-hmm. believe in her. She's gonna pull. She's gonna pull through. She's gonna make it. That's our myth. I'm never worried <laughs> about her, and so it makes it okay. But yeah, I mean, thank you guys so much for giving me this opportunity to tell you about what lies beneath. Oh, my God. Thank you, Henley. I loved revisiting this. <laughs> and it really, I really, it shows me how far I've come because I think if I had tried to watch this for the first time now, I would really be okay. Oh, yeah. It is a spooky vibe. It's like a good Halloween vibe, kind of. It's a good one to watch on Halloween. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Henley. Mm, what a freaking anytime. treat. I'm not watching enough things with Michelle Pfeiffer in them, to be completely honest. And What happened to Michelle Pfeiffer? She's in Mother. <laughs> oh, oh, no, thank you. Which a lot of people have asked us to do. No, 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 no. I'm going to pass on that because hey, I Henley's know they like it. They straight up like eat a baby alive and I'm just not down to no. hear about that. Okay, we'll save that for a, a day that you're out. <laughs> Appreciate, it. Listen. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> um, it. Okay, love you guys. There aren't okay. any. Fun- <laughs> <laughs> okay, love you guys. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> okay, TTYL.
Um, yeah, give us your best Harrison Ford impression, Henley. Well, I just kept thinking of the fugitive this whole time when he, I didn't kill my wife. It's so gruff. It's so it's, gruff. It's voice. Like, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't kill my wife. It's so. But deep. this time you did try to. You did try. I tried to kill my wife. I killed my affair. My woman I had affair with. Um, I can't do a Harrison Ford. Uh, from all of us here. <laughs> <laughs> From from all of us, I can't even. What does this voice even sound like? From all of us here. From all of us here. It's too scary to watch. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> you Goodbye. sound like Goodbye. you sound like Chewy. Hagrid. Chewy. What is he? <laughs> I don't know. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right, we love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. Adios.